Welcome to Beauty and the Brain with your hosts, Dr. Chris Crowley and nurse practitioner Jerry Drinker. Get ready to dive into the latest in revolutionary treatments, cutting-edge devices, and wellness secrets. Whether you're a consumer or provider, we're here to empower you at the forefront of beauty and aesthetics. Hi, welcome to another episode of Beauty and the Brain, the podcast where we discuss all things aesthetics. I'm your co-host, Dr. Chris Crowley. And I'm Jerry Drinker, family nurse practitioner. Together, Chris and I own Skin and Tonic Med Spa located in Pace, Florida. And today we're here to talk about some of the benefits and downfalls of healthy lifestyle and why you should live healthy for the best benefit to your beauty, right? Yeah, exactly. This was um, originally titled Allie's Lifestyle and healthy skin habits. So Allie had this idea. We we talk about patients all the time. Allie's our, one of our nurse practitioners at Skin and Tonic. And uh, unfortunately, she couldn't join us for this episode. Um, we have her on here frequently, so she will be joining us uh, in the future. But this was a lot um, of her idea based on feedback she had from clients. And I wish she was here because she has all the little stats that she does. She does her homework. She does her homework. She did give us some notes. So we are a little bit prepared with some stats for you guys today. But um, we want to take the next you know 20 minutes or so to really just discuss lifestyle habits that can really impact your skin and help either improve the results of some of the treatments we're doing for collagen stimulation or maybe even improve the longevity of some of the, the treatments that you're going to get in the clinic. Yeah. And, you know, people, no one has to come see us. And so when people come to us, it's because they're they're wanting to achieve something better, whether it's something, you know, weight loss to be more healthy or they may have an event coming up to get their skin in better condition or just some simple anti-aging, but the, it really all starts with the core of health. There are a lot of different ways, but the easiest way to start with anti-aging is to treat the largest organ of the body first, and that's the skin. Right. I think the easiest way to treat that, which is something none of us really like to do, especially kind of living in a coastal community, is sun protection. Yeah. Well, we all live in this area because we like the weather, and so job security for us, for sure, because we all, we suffer sun damage, even with, with sun protectant. Um, we live in an environment that's just really brutal on the, on the skin. You know, there's several different layers of um, protection that we encourage. We encourage certainly daily sunscreen, multiple applications if you're outdoors. A lot of people um, now, especially the females, their makeup contains sunscreen, and that's just not enough in the, the environment that we're in. Yeah, I think it's a misconception. I mean, you and I, um, you know, are, are around 50, you're 50, I'll be 50 in just a couple of months. So we grew up in a time where, you know, we did not focus on sunscreen as much. I mean, I can actually recall, and we don't need all the negative comments towards my mom on this, but I can remember having a tanning bed in our house and being allowed to use that even as a, in my teen years and, you know, late teens. And if we had some of it coming up, we'd think, oh, let's go get in the tanning bed. So we'll, and we lived right close to the beach. So we would also be out at the beach getting UV um, exposure frequently with no sunscreen on. And I think we just wore my poor mom down. There were four of us. And I remember her spraying us with sunscreen, chasing us in circles. And finally, she's like, just burn. <laughs> yeah. You're on your own. Yeah. She tried to give us the tools. We didn't take it that so we were on our own. My sun protection didn't start until much later in life, probably until I probably truly started wearing sunscreen when I was 30. Yeah. I mean, my mom was a little concerned about the sun protection, I guess not so much. 
uh, me and one of my uh, younger sisters, we kind of inherited the darker skin type from my dad. And then I have uh, a brother and another sister that are more of the lighter skin. They burn easily. Um, and so I guess she didn't focus as much on me because I typically didn't burn. I would get dark pretty easily and stay dark throughout the, the summer. Um, so I also didn't start until much later on. But what we know now, actually, even to, to back up a little bit, when we started in this industry, so, you know, I was early 30s at that point, and I did know it was important to put sunscreen on. Definitely the education and awareness was out there at that point, but I still wasn't focused on it as much as I am now. Um, because honestly, at that time, I thought that's what we have lasers and fillers and Botox for is to go and address the damage from the sun. So I thought I don't really need to pay attention because I'll just do all these other things to reverse it. I always thought that the sun damage meant just pigmentation issues. And that was sunspots was kind of what I thought you'd get from sun damage. And you, like you said, you could laser it and take care of it and it would be done. But I never took into consideration the changes in elasticity and the thinning in the skin and, you know, just the damage. And so, you know, if you don't start until years later, my, my mom and tons of our patients, they would tell me, I can't tell you how many times I hear over the course of a month that, you know, I grew up during the iodine and baby oil stage. Tons of people tell me that. And so um, now we're battling the after effects. And there are a lot of things that we can do for it, certainly. But it's a hard fight. Right. And I think now what I know and what we've seen over the years in, in practice is that regardless of how many things that we do for patients that really do follow our advice and protect their, uh, their skin and um, they don't continue to have ongoing UV damage from the sun, their results are drastically better given the same number of treatments, the same age bracket than our patients who are not following some of those healthy lifestyle habits. What do you think other than like Sun Protective, which is obviously one of the most important, probably the most important, what do you think are some other things that, that impact the some of the treatments that we do? I really firmly believe that, that if we can convince patients to do anything, if there's one thing, that they're going to buy is going to be some kind of sun protection and that they're going to frequently reapply it. Um, and, and I can't emphasize that enough. It's not just when you go to the beach. It's not just when you go to lay out by your pool. This is going to be daily. So when you're going to the grocery store, when you're going to the mall shopping, when you're out just running errands, um, we want that to be the base of what we're going to do every single day. Part of your morning routine should be your, your cleanser, and then your sun protection before you ever go out. And if you put in your makeup, uh, if it's in your makeup as well, that's great. It's additional. And then some sort of reapplication throughout the day. I think that's, to me, that is my number one piece of advice. And then closely behind that, there are a lot of other things that we can do. I think that um, really close behind that, especially in the U.S., but you know, maybe even worldwide, we focus a lot on things that we like and think that doesn't always mean things that are healthy. In addition to, you know, the skin, our gut plays a really important role in our overall health. And it can impact our mood, depression, a number of um, systemic diseases like hypertension, diabetes. So a lot of things that we're eating either is going to alter that gut microbiome or those gut bacteria in a positive or negative way. And that's not just going to affect our overall health, but that's going to be reflected in the quality of our skin. I think the the nutrition component is huge and for multiple reasons, you know, the but 
from our standpoint, we do a lot of treatments where people have, you know, inflammatory responses. Um, and, and the heal time is so different on someone that does have like a healthy eating habits, um, healthy lifestyle where they're, you know, not smoking, not drinking excessively. Um, all of those things get or play into, you know, how they respond to treatments that they get at skin and tonic. So we try to talk to patients about these things and things that they can do to, um, to give them the best results that they can get. Yeah. So when we're looking at like, really, I mean, there's, there's a couple of components and when we're talking about the gut, so one is going to be to try our best to establish some sort of healthy gut flora. So bacteria in our gut's normal. It helps us you know, um, metabolize uh, foods um, normally. And so when we alter that by either like a very high sugar diet or lots of alcohol or other things that can impact our gut bacteria, then we don't absorb all of the other nutrients that, that we need normally or properly. There's a lot of studies out there that talk about how we start losing collagen at a certain age, you start losing in your, you know, early to mid twenties and that increases with each decade. There's different numbers, but there's things that we can do to like maintain that collagen production. Anything that we're doing in a clinic to stimulate it is going to be improved when we do things to really not only maintain that gut flora, but to bring in the proper nutrients. So we're seeing a big trend right now. And the reason I talk about gut health is because there's this big kind of trend with weight loss. And we know that with a lot of these patients that we're seeing with weight loss, if they're not doing this in a healthy manner and a medically supervised fashion, they may have less problems with some of their systemic issues, but it's also not necessarily a healthy way to maintain that. And so they are going to have some other negative things, especially what we're seeing in our clinic. They're not going to be able to make the collagen because they're not bringing in the nutrients they need to maintain that. And, and so really one of the things we try to focus on is a healthy balanced diet. And, you know, for me, I mean, that's I've, I've struggled with weight off and on. I've toyed with the idea of going off and on peptides um, to help with weight loss. But really, I mean, that's one of the things that, that I've done um, recently is try to change just dietary overall for, for multiple reasons. But uh, one is I want my skin to have a, a better appearance to it, a better glow. And I know that I need to like not eat as many inflammatory foods. I think gut health is a really uh, important factor. But you also talk about um, you specifically, I think your your diet impacts um, impacts you a little more drastically than mine. I think I could eat a rock, but... Um, you know, it, it impacts your anxiety. It impacts the, your sleep habits. And so a lot of times people don't realize that, you know, a, a diet that is a really an inflammatory diet, it impacts a lot of these things that, you know, can be life-changing for people. Well, I think another kind of, you know, I'll say low hanging fruit that we really don't need to skip over and, and talk about is, uh, smoking. And we don't see as many smokers as we did at one point. Uh, but it still surprises me how many uh, people continue to smoke, even with the known health risk associated with that. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's probably one of the most difficult addictions to shake. And it's there are tons of tools out there now to help. But just like we see with with the overuse of any of these products or um, alcohol or or smoking. Like it's not easy to stop for a lot of people, but I don't, I don't think there's anything that's comparable to the sun damage unless it's cigarette smoking and the impact that it has. So, you know, we see these ladies and or patients rather come in 
and there's just no luster to the skin at all. And it's, you know, the, it changes the, the vasculature of the skin. Yeah, there's a lot of microvascular constriction. We know the blood supply to these kind of distal or further out areas is not normal. There's a study that Ali put in here that shows that smoking was associated with increased risk of severity of forehead lines, crow's feet, glabellar lines, under eye puffiness, tear trough hollowing, deeper nasolabial folds, deeper oral commissures. So really a lot of things that are significantly worse in smokers compared to non-smokers. So from an aesthetic standpoint, it's a, it's a no-brainer. But I think the fact that we know that and that it's visible in our friends or family that smoke and people continue to do it really um, speaks to the addictive nature of this, this habit. Because I don't think these people are just willingly doing something that they know. I believe that it is something that, you know, the cravings are, are intense and it's a very hard habit to break. You know, we talked about the um, the changes in skin quality and every, the whole list that you just went through, but um, also the asymmetry that I see in smokers is pretty remarkable um, because a lot of the people that we're treating, you know, they're over the age of 40 in the clinic and they may have been smoking since they were 14 years old. And the symmetry um, in lips, for instance, is probably one of the most common um, the thing requests that we get in you know, the asymmetry that's in lips just from the continued use of a cigarette in that exact same spot for the past 20, 30, 40 years even. Um, so there's just so many, so many impacts that it has on the, the aesthetics and the, the treatments that they come to us for. And there's some of the treatments that we don't provide at all for smokers. And it's, it's simply because of that, you know, they're just, it's not going to be harmful for them, but they're not going to get a, a benefit from you. Yeah. So some of these treatments from the thousands of dollars, and I don't think either of us really feel right about taking someone's money when we know that something they're doing is going to directly stop the results. I mean, we might as well direct them to some other therapies that we have, because we have things that we can do for, for smokers that, you know, they're going to have um, an okay result. So I think that's why it's not that it's harmful. Like you said, it's just something that we don't want to take money for a procedure that we know will not work. And we wish the best for for our patients. We have, have one in particular that um, goes back years i don't know how long we've been treating her she's one of my favorite crazy shondas is like she would not mind at all for us to say her name and um she stopped smoking with the goal of getting a prp treatment yeah and so um we kind of our gift to her when she got when she had stopped smoking for three months was you know a prp treatment so um so we do want the best for for our patients and if it takes Give them a little PRP, we'll do it. Yeah, exactly. We, we were happy to motivate her with that and glad that she could stop that. Um, you know, and then alcohol. Um, and does alcohol, in your opinion, does alcohol impact our collagen production and our aging process? Yeah, I think alcohol impacts it, but I think alcohol also changes our gut flora. So it, it goes back to Is that, that why you need so much filler. Yes. <laughs> yes. Filler and Chardonnay, please. <laughs> please, a double. On the Chardonnay. <laughs> so, so yes, it it does impact it. Um, and like I said, it it changes it again. It changes the the vasculature in the skin. We see a lot of um, pigmentation issues and the rosacea changes and that sort of thing that can be inflamed by um, alcohol use. Ali also gave us some stats on that. Uh, thank you again, Ali, for this. But um, this is saying heavy alcohol use in there. In this study, they classified that as more than eight drinks per week. 
And so, you know, you think about that, a lot of people um, really don't think twice about having a couple of glasses of wine per night. And if they did that every night, that's right there, 14 drinks per week. And so they're saying more than eight is what they considered as heavy ease. And that was associated with increased facial lines, under eye puffiness, mid-face volume loss, and then increased um, visible blood vessels. So the little red vessels that you can see in your cheek or beside your nose. It's important to at least know that and then make those, you know, decisions. There's all kinds of controversial stuff about alcohol use and what's heavy and, you know, is a glass of wine today beneficial? Is it helpful in some manners and harmful in some? But certainly for, you know, some of your skincare concerns, it can um, make those a little bit worse. And so... Um, if you can cut back on that, then that we would recommend it. And especially if you want to really um, improve some of the results that we're going to do in the clinic. And some of our patients, that's one of the first symptoms that they see. Like I mentioned, our rosacea patients, that's some of the first symptoms they see is when they do consume alcohol. So those conditions are certainly aggravated by it. Yeah. So I think the things that we've talked about so far in this episode really involve minimal, you know, um, expense in terms of things you're going to spend at the clinic. The sunscreens, I'm not going to say cheap, but, you know, uh, sunscreen, diet, avoiding alcohol, avoiding smoking, and those things are just saved to them all sorts of money. All sorts of money if they can stop that, right? But uh, that's going to be kind of your basis. But then we can get into other things that you can do, again, without spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in the clinic. And that's where we get into some gentle cleansers. So we don't want these aggressive cleansers or uh, heavy exfoliators that are super rough that you're going to do every day on your skin. But I think gentle cleansing, something to, you know, uh, give you a fresh palette so you're removing your makeup, making sure you're not clogging your pores with products that you're putting on your skin. Um, so you're cleansing morning and night before you go to bed. Some kind of gentle moisturizer. And then, of course, we can customize a plan for you. And we have medical grade skincare products in our office that we would love to talk to you about. But um, even without going through that process, some gentle cleanser and daily moisturizer is going to be really important for everyone. Yeah, we we've talked about this for years, and um, it goes back. We mentioned it in a, a podcast earlier episode about um, our very beginning of our skincare career with Skin Institute in um, in Miami, and and Sheila, who's a skin guru, talked about like cleanse your skin, protect your skin, and moisturize your skin. And so, um, you know, someone that is on a budget and doesn't have a lot of money to spend, I think it's, you know, it's certainly worth putting the time in to, to do some research and find, because you can get some good products that are, you know, over the counter. They don't have to come from a high-end spa. I think that the product... You that, realize you're giving some of the those spas out there, the spa owners, a heart attack right now by saying that. I was talking about this. I said high-end. Um, okay. So... Um, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Remember, people are listening to them, not just watching it, so they're not going to see. They're not going to see my eye roll. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> um, but but I'm, I said you've completely made me lose my train of thought. No, I agree with you. I'm just saying that that's a bit controversial because there's a lot of a lot of medical practices and medical spas that will say you have to use this product line, and I think both of us agree that those product lines. Are better. There are a lot of. They really. There are superior. Right. There's been but millions of dollars invested mm-hmm. in the development of these products, and so, like, I'm I'm not beyond thinking that those products are superior and have been tested. They've been tested over and over, and they've been remodified 
the Avaji line has been around for ages and has more scientific data probably than any other product line out there. And we're a huge fan. Yeah, we use the ZO line now, and that's all less, you know, we use that in the last one. So there, there definitely are, but we also understand, and we've, we've actually heard feedback from some of our listeners that we know there's a, a wide range of people listening to us. And that some of them say, you know, we're a little out of touch with some of the the people who may not be able to afford all of those products. So we want you to, to know that there are other options out there other than what you can buy in the clinic. Um, if you have that within your budget, we definitely think that some of these medical grade products are superior and, and we can talk to you about that or help you with that. But there's a lot of things out there. The other thing that I really kind of want to uh, like touch base on here a little bit is pay attention to what you're doing because sometimes some of these things that you presume are gentle if they're worsening your condition, don't just keep doing it. You know, come in, have a consult, let us talk to us about it or reevaluate because something as gentle as a makeup removal wipe. So we say remove your makeup every single night. Don't sleep in it. That's a terrible thing. But some of those have preservatives in it and they're put there for a reason. They're put there to keep bacteria from growing in those little packets um, that you're not going to continue wiping on your face. But you can be sensitive to some of the preservatives. So if you're using something like that and you see I'm getting more irritated, more inflamed, then, you know, you need to reevaluate your process and think about what is it that I could be reacting to. Because we've seen that before as well. People think they're doing the right thing or they say, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to remove my makeup. And then all of a sudden they get worse and they come and tell us like, well, it was fine when I wasn't taking it off and now it's getting worse when in fact, maybe they were having a reaction to something in the product. So I think that's an important uh, consideration when you're buying these products. I think another consideration is to keep in mind that the products are designed to be used in a certain way and they do not always go together. Mm -hmm. We see a, a lot of times people think that that more is more and they'll just they'll use numerous products one on top of another and then they end up with a reaction and you don't know what the reaction is from. Um, I just had a patient just very recently and she I was amazed at the list of things she told me she was using to tr treat a, a very very angry rosacea and um you know the first thing we did was started cutting things out rather than adding new things on we're skin experts like if you have questions come see us that's what that's what we do we have estheticians that are trained in skincare we have you know, I'm a nurse practitioner. Chris, you're in the clinic. We have Allie this there as well. I encourage anybody that's having any of these problems to come and see us. Well, I'm sure you remember this story. I'm not going to call out the patient's name, but this was a, a patient of ours that um, we have treated for many years, maybe eight or 10 years now. And she had, um, a, you know, I think this is even before you finished nurse practitioner school. Um, when we were just, we were doing some Botox parties, I was injecting some in Alabama as a physician and you were doing some things as, a, as you had an RN uh, degree and it was working at that. But she was getting a lot of stuff done and all of a sudden we saw her and she was like, she looked great for a minute and then all of a sudden she was looking rough and we're like, what's going on? Like something has changed and we couldn't figure it out. And then when we got the list of products and um, this individual patient, and, and we still see her, and she's one of our, our favorite patients, favorite people, and, and she'll kind of talk openly about it. But um, she had started doing some skincare at her job. She also, um, they had opened a new account. And so she got really excited about all the product lines in this account and had started using so many different products, each of them with a purported you know benefit 
but she didn't even realize that all of that together. So it was a good quality product. It wasn't nothing to do with the quality of the product, but it was too much. And, and we did the same thing with her. We scaled her back and she had a drastic improvement by just simply backing away and putting her on a more simplified regimen. Yeah. Yeah. These things that it doesn't have to be crazy expensive and it doesn't have to be super involved and it doesn't have to be in multiple steps to have a benefit. So I think that, you know, healthy lifestyle, protect your skin, don't over drink, don't over drink, don't smoke, you know, all of the, all the fun stuff, right? Fun stuff. If it's, if it's fun, it's going to screw your skin up. <laughs> but, but I mean, I think the cornerstone to all this and how I'd like to kind of wrap up this episode is to, to say that there are resources available, especially if you're in a local community. Um, if you are not in our local community and you have some of these questions, these are actually great topics, great things for us to s- discuss on future podcasts. So go ahead and go on our uh, social media on the Instagram. You can message me or Jerry or Skin and Tonic. Um, at you, you can see our links um, at, down by this episode. But message us. Let us know what you want to hear more about. And it's a great chance for us to talk about it. If you're in the local area, and make an appointment. Come in. Let's do a consult and let's get you on a perfect uh, regimen to help really optimize your health and your skin. I agree. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of Beauty in the Brain. We look forward to seeing you next week. See you soon.